Welcome to the Summit Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit summitsanmarcos.com. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Proverbs 4. That's where we'll go. But while you're turning there or pushing buttons there, uh, I wanted to... I feel led just to pray for the Nepal team. Yay! And so, I think we, did we do that earlier or did we, did we not do that? We did on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. So if, if that's you, just stand up wherever you are. And you can, yeah. I mean, you can. If you're on the Nepal team. Yeah, if you're on the Nepal team. We just, I just want to bless them. And uh, if you're next to them, you can put your hand on them or, or you just come up here too. That's good, man. I'm good with that. No, no, either way is good. Uh, whatever. Just someone just put a hand on them. I just feel led to just bless them and, and to make some de- decrees over them and a trip. And I know Joel's going too. He, he's not here tonight, but I, I know that. Um, thank you, Jesus. Lord, in Jesus' name. We, we lift up these missionaries to you. We thank you, God, that they said yes. And God, we pray that the, the power of their yes would push them through every uh, persecution, every attack in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you that the blessing of God is greater than any curse. And so right now, I just declare and I decree over every curse that's been trying to come against them. We reverse it now in the name of Jesus. We decree the blessing of God. I declare Psalm 44, 4, that God, you're our King, is decreeing victories over you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. There's yes on earth. We decree the victory as the voice of the Lord. But God, I thank you for the decree from heaven that the Lord is decreeing victories for you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the the, 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 the headway that they're making, the blaze, the, the, the trail that they're blazing, Lord. And I thank you as the trail blaze happens, Lord God, that, that, that God, they have they're the power of the yes to move forward through the whole thing in Jesus' name. And we release the, the, the mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost to come on them now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for supernatural ability to do things that they cannot do in their strength in Jesus' name. God, we release the fire of God in Jesus' name. And we thank you that you are a wall of fire around them and the glory within them. And we declare that God is upon you to release the the, the, the fire and the glory and the breaker in Jesus' name. God, we thank you. It's not about the miracle signs and wonders, but they're going to see a lot of them because the people need to see the miracle to see Jesus. And so, God, we release an increase of your anointing. Oh, my God. I feel the anointing in this place. God, I thank you for a supernatural anointing. The flame, the fire of God. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. We bless them tonight. And we send them with the blessing of God. Wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. And wow. Amen. What's that? Yeah, Bree's going to say a prayer too. Bam! 
For those who don't know, we sent three teams to Nepal for And I want to pray whatever that fire and fragrance carried into Nepal, that they could work with them and even go further. Yes. God, just bless them. Bam! Come on, someone say amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, we're talking about treasuring the Word tonight. If, if, I mean, practically that's the Bible, but the Word of God is the Word of God. Yes. Now, what, what, what did I just say? The Word is the Word. The, I'm giving you the Word on the Word about the Word. And here's the deal. If it's the Word of God, then it came from God's mouth. That's the point. And that means you have the very mouth of God speaking things into the into the world and somehow praise the lord uh that we have one of these bad boys did you know that like like i'm telling about multitudes of people died so that we could have this in our hand like this like i'm telling you i went to this it was in um it's in orlando florida tbn has like a uh what's it called it's called the holy land experience it's kind of like a little theme park and they have a whole exhibit that you walk through and they show you how the bible started and how it got to where it is today and in this whole exhibit and they actually have a bible I, f- I forget if it was the gutenberg guy who made the the press i don't yeah. maybe taylor knows more about this than me but he he they actually have one of his like original bibles or something like this one of the bibles and there was actually blood stained on the bible and they have that bible chilling in uh in like an exhibit like for a museum type of thing to see I, I saw the Bible and I saw the blood stain on the pages. Wow. Uh, it's wild, man. People gave their lives so we could have this in our hands. Yeah. Is that crazy? Wow. And even places in the and the you know other places in the world don't even have what we have. They like tear pieces out and say, "Hey, you can study that one and then give it back to me when you're done." Yeah. <laughs> it's a valuable thing that you have in your hands or on your phone or whatever you have. And I'm talking about treasuring the word. I'm telling you, I see a generation. I see a generation who's led by the spirit, but rooted in the word. Come on. Not, not just like, oh, we know how to prophesy. We know how to do things. And we're led this way. And we're like butterflies, you know. But, we're, but how many of y'all know that, that trees, they, they grow really good when the roots are in the ground. Yeah. They don't work very well if you plant them and uproot them and plant them and uproot them. And then plant, after a while, how many y'all know that things yeah. aren't going to last? And there's a generation, and I, I believe, especially with the young adults, because I feel like, like there was like a, there's a, there's a movement, and even with the, some of you guys know about the Word of Faith movement. That's obviously controversial in some places. Here, I don't think we really care about it. But like, uh, the thing is, there, there was a real huge emphasis on the Word, and, and the older generation really, I feel like, grabbed this thing. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. Uh, and, and it could just be, you know, because I wasn't alive back then. But, but the thing is, is that like, sometimes, somehow, the value for the Bible hasn't seemed like it's been really that high. And, and what we've been seeing is like an increase of signs and wonders and, and training in how to do the works of Christ which is really, really important. And, uh, but the problem is the value to just read the Bible oh, and to just to cherish this thing and to love this thing and to dig this thing and to... <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it like that, but I, now I do. So there you go. Puns. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about... Yes, thank you. I'm talking about devouring this thing like it's your life. Can you imagine a world without the words of God? The Bible says that all things are sustained by His powerful word. That's Hebrews 1.3. Wow. All things in existence are actually being sustained right now because God said something. Come on. Wow. Come on. Like if God doesn't speak, everything dies. Woo! Woo! Yeah. 
And I'm telling you, the entire world is in existence because God spoke it into existence. Wow. This is how valuable the word is. And, and I'm telling you that we, we, have to, we have to really get back to like, okay, wow. Can you imagine what a world would be like without the word? Wow. It would be Genesis 1, 1 and 2. The earth was formless and void and empty. That's what the word was, that world was like without the word. Are you with me on this? And I'm telling you, our lives actually will end up being worthless. And I don't mean worthless in the sense of we don't have value, but I'm talking about in the sense of we don't have any function to do anything with. Do you get what I mean on that? It'll be formless, void, and without purpose if there's no word of God in our life. It's the same way the world was before God said, let there be light. And the same way our lives will be until God says something to us. Are you with me so far? Yeah. The, the word is so, 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 so valuable. I'm not even talking about prophecies right now. Some people, I mean, some people have actually gotten all jacked up because they thought that prophecy was on the same level as Bible. Whoa. And they're like, well, that prophecy didn't come to pass, therefore God is not good or real, etc. Well, you know, hey, here, here's the reality is that people who prophesy don't always get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Or... You may have interpreted it wrong. But there's some things, there's some things in the Bible that are pretty clear. You know what I mean? God so loved the world. He gave his only son, Jesus, that we might, you know, have everlasting life, not perish. That's pretty clear. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except but by me. That's pretty clear. And it's, and it's so loving and it's so gracious that God would actually clear, make a very clear path in the Word. And so why do I say that? Because sometimes, like I said, it's not just about prophecies. It's not just about words of knowledge and words of wisdom, which obviously I value if you've known me for any period of time. But what I've found is that my life is more stable when it's founded on the Bible than it is founded on a prophecy. Because if the prophecy doesn't work with the Bible, then the prophecy is not really good for you. Oh. You with me? And, and so there's a still a level of authority on a prophecy, but the, the highest level of authority in written word or any word is right here. This is, high, this is where it all comes from. It all stems from here. And so we, I'm just saying, that, you know, Amos the prophet, and this is in the Old Testament, Amos 8.11, actually says there's coming a day when there will be a famine in the land. And this is not a famine of food, not a famine of water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. That's craziness, man. Now, in my mind, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, maybe I study it more or whatever, but that could have been that 400-year period between Malachi and Matthew. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would have been to live like? There was no fresh word of the Lord. And they're just sitting there waiting until one day you have this crazy dude with camel skin and locusts and honey saying, prepare the way of the Lord! Repent! And he's eating locusts dipped in honey. You know what I mean? Weird dude. But the Bible said he was a prophet. (laughs) Which could explain some things, but anyway. (laughs) Prophets generally are a little weirder than the average person. (laughs) Read Ezekiel and (laughs) And anyway, all right, that was random. But he said there would be a famine of the words of the Lord. I'm just trying to get you to picture uh, what life would be like, man. I'm telling you, these guys had to live 400 years without a fresh word of the Lord coming to them. That's wild, man. 
I, I can't even, Jesus said it like this, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And, and literally in Greek, what he's saying is the words that are freshly coming out of God's mouth. That's why it said proceeds out of the mouth. And in the Greek, it's rhema. It is the spoken, breathed upon word of God. And so why, why am I saying this? Because we, we can't even actually have sustenance in our life unless God talks to us. Come on. Like we can have everything going. And this is what I'm finding out. I'm telling you, as you get older, you find out new things. <laughs> and in and, uh, and, and, and having a family with a young kid, you, you just learn different things that you can't learn uh, without it. You know what I'm saying? Like things in your 30s that you learn that you can never learn in your 20s. or things when you have a baby and a, and a wife like that you cannot learn without having them there. And what I'm finding out is that like success and having all the things uh, is actually not good enough. <laughs> to make me happy. Yeah. It's, I know that's, I mean, I'm telling you, I can't even explain. I will, I will start crying if I tell you how much I love my son and my wife. Like, I can't even, it'll, I'll just start, you know, I'll just turn into a blubbering mess up here. So I love them. But I'm telling you the truth, that the only thing that gives me sustenance, that gives me the, the, the ability to keep moving forward, the, the only thing that keeps me a, a smile on my face, so to speak, or joy in my heart, or a reason to keep moving forward is because God talked to me. Come on. And, and you'd be like, well, God, I never heard God. Well, have, check this out. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Who is this? This is Jesus. Well, I don't know if God talked to me. Well, Jesus came. And everything that he did was for you. Yes. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't have an angel come and talk to me. I didn't have an encounter like the heavens open. I didn't, I didn't have that. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. You could read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's all about Jesus. I mean, the whole book's about Jesus, but it's the easiest to see him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> Sometimes you need like revelation lenses to see them in the rest of the book, which I think Taylor talked about that like a month ago. It's a revelation guys, you know what I mean? Did you say sun? Come on, I see that. I see that. I see that. It's it's Jesus and God talked to me. God told me He loved me. Yeah. Come on. I remember one time. He specifically told me to my heart. And now again, I, I'm kind of bouncing back between God talking to you personally, the scripture, the prophecy. But just hear, hear me out on this. I remember God just telling me one time, Andrew, uh, you don't have to be perfect. Oh. oh. <laughs> Talk about relief. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how... The thing, the way God talks is that he can say one word and it means like a million things in one yeah. word. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like he answers like 30, like 500 questions that you've had in your mind and your heart for like 10 years. <laughs> one word. Yeah. Like how do you do that? <laughs> and like, is this what he does? And you know, man, I can live off that. This is what happened to Jesus. Jesus had a word from God. And, and you know, he, he got the baptism. He got the word from God, right? He, he, the he, I mean, this is, can you imagine getting a word from the Lord like this? The heavens are open. The dove flies down on you, you know? And there's a light, and then there's like this booming voice. And I like it because God didn't just do it privately. He did it in front of everybody so everyone could know. That's how you know he's a proud dad. When he does it in front of everybody. 
He said, this is my beloved son. He didn't even say you are. I mean, Luke's gospel says you are, but Matthew's gospel said this is. Like, he wasn't even talking to him. He was just letting everyone else know. <laughs> you know that's awesome when your dad's bragging about you in front of the whole multitude. So and he's saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus, man, I'm telling you, you want to know how potent that word was? He lived off it, not only the rest of his life, but he lived off of it for 40 days without eating food or water. Wow, or drinking good. water. Come on. That's how potent that word was, because God Ooh. talked to him. And just in case he forgot which he didn't, but I think God just couldn't help himself because he loved him so much. Matthew 17, it happens again. They're on the Mount of Transfiguration, which is a really, really wild experience if you really think about it. <laughs> People go like, you know, people have encounters where, you know, uh, let's just say, you know, I've heard of, well, I've heard of wild stories, okay? Like the Apostle Paul appearing to people or Smith Wigglesworth appearing to people. And that could freak some people out, but I don't know. It actually happened in the Bible. Moses and Elijah, who were uh, already gone on to be in glory, somehow appeared to Jesus. Is that crazy? It's not necromancy. Necromancy is summoning the dead and trying to talk to them. It's really demons that you're talking to. And demons have been around a long time, so they know the characteristics of the dead people that you're talking to, so they can imitate them, and you think it's them. They can do things and all that stuff. It's tricky. Demons are tricky. (laughs) But because I trust the Word of God, I know that really Moses and Elijah actually appeared to Jesus. It's because I know the Bible. And I trust the Bible. <laughs> and that's crazy because I don't know if anyone from the past has ever appeared to you. I'm not trying to create a new doctrine or whatever. I'm just saying, like, hey, that's kind of crazy. Some people from the past appeared to Jesus. I don't understand it, but figure it out. Ask God. <laughs> Again, God couldn't help himself. Peter and James and John got a little wild. And what, did they, what happened? Uh, a cloud came, came over them. The glory cloud, which, again, people get freaked out about, about a glory cloud appearing, but it's, it's right there. Not even Old Testament, right there in the New Testament. Cloud, bam! Cloud appeared over Peter, James, and John, and Jesus. And then what happened is booming voice came again, because Dad couldn't help himself. It's all good. He's like, hey, you know, I'm telling you. He said, this is my beloved son, and then he says, hear him, like pay attention to him. Wow. In other words, he's telling us that Jesus is the key to unlocking all the mysteries of the kingdom. If you get Jesus, you get everything else. Yes. Now, I'm just flowing here. I have some notes. Maybe I'll use them. <laughs> if you didn't get Proverbs 4, you know, I'll do like a Charlie Robinson. If I don't finish something, it's your prophetic homework to figure out what I would have said if I said it. It's in... <laughs> oh, man. Where, where was I? We are in the Mount of Transfiguration. And, and anyway, this is the point, man. How do you think, I'm telling you, how, how do you think Jesus made it through like a legion of soldiers coming against him to arrest him in a garden with bats and, and clubs and all types of things coming to arrest him? How do you think Jesus made it through this stuff? How do you, how do you think he made it through uh, all of his 12 best friends leaving him? And not, not just leaving him in like an okay time, leaving him in the very worst time he ever had in his life. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm having a rough hair day. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't walk on water today. Dang it. You know, I fell in the pool. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like one of those days. It was like, I'm about to die. 
I'm literally about to give my life for the very people who are running away from me. Wow. That's crazy, man. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, like at your worst moment, no one's there? <clears throat> Thank God we have a high priest who's, who's able to sympathize with us. I'm telling you, I believe one of the primary things Jesus had that could get him through the stuff was his dad talked to him. He had a mission from his dad and he was not willing to shake it. Because he knew dad talked to him. I'm telling you, some of the things, like I, I think about this too, like I was, I was sharing this in Fire and Glory a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a week, I don't remember now. It's all a big blur. That the only compass, the only compass that pioneers have is the voice of the Lord. So good. Oh. Just thinking about Abraham, and this is what, this is Hebrews, I think it's 11.8. And he said, by faith, Abraham went to a place uh, that God had called him to, even though he did not know where he was going. Did you get that? God (laughs) called Abraham to go somewhere. And Abraham said, where? And God said, I'm going to tell you. Wow. Are you guys following me tonight? Am I... God said, hey, Abraham, leave your father's house. Leave everything that's comfortable to you. Leave everything that's familiar to you. Leave everything. Leave your hometown, everything, and go to a land I'm going to show you. (laughs) Some of us guys, he's like, leave those people. Leave those friends. Leave, leave this job. Leave this situation. And God's pulling you. You don't even know what it is, but you feel this pulling in your heart. And this pulling. And you know it's the Lord. You know it's Him. Because the Bible said, the sheep hear the voice. And, and Jesus said, if my sheep hear my voice, they will not follow a stranger. You know it's Him. And you're like, so where do I go? And He says, I'm going to tell you later. All you have to do is start moving. And treasure the word. And, and it's, 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 all, it's all throughout the Bible, man. God wakes Noah up one day and says, Noah, I want you to build an ark. Because it's going to rain a lot. And he didn't even know what rain was because it never had happened. So what did he do? Be like, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe, you know, if I can't, if I can't see it, if I can't see it, I don't believe it. It's something new. I don't get new. No, no, no. I don't like, I don't like new stuff. I like the familiar stuff that I'm just used to. But what did Noah have? Dad talked to him. He had a word from the Lord. I'm telling you, you can go like years upon years and miles upon miles if you have a word from the Lord. Yes. And sometimes it's going to be a scripture. Sometimes it's going to be a prophetic word. And sometimes it's going to be someone encouraging you. I'm telling you, the most valuable ones aren't the ones that other people speak to you. The most yeah. valuable ones is what the Lord himself speaks yes. to you. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I really like it when other people do words because sometimes I'm too stuck in my head and I need someone to give me a word. 
You know, I need a preacher. I need a prophetic word. I need something. But other times it's like, oh, I mean, I'm telling you, I treasure. I'm telling you, I treasure, treasure, treasure the words when dad speaks to me. Because it's like I could go 40 days with no food or water. Off of that word, man. Because it's life. And this will be a good point to read Proverbs 4. Four, I'm going to read verses 20 through 23, okay? This is what he says. He said, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. I'm reading from the New King James. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 22. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23. And he says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. He said, above all things, and the NIV says, above all things, guard your heart. Because out of it flows the issues of life. That means everything in your life flows out of the condition of your heart. And here's the crazy part. He just told you the key to having good things flowing out of your life. Put words of God in there. So good. Remember he said that in verse 20, 21? He said, keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 23, keep your heart and protect your heart with all diligence. He said, keep, he said, keep them in your heart and then keep your heart. Wow. And in other words, let, like treasure the words of God so much that they sink deep into your being your heart can also just mean like your spirit like the the depths of who you are put them deep inside of you and then protect that heart with everything that you have because whatever gets inside of there directs the course of your life you with me on this he said out of it flows the issues of life and then just a few other verses just for good measure he says put away from you a deceitful mouth And put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. That's some really good practical advice for your life right there. But here's the deal. We we cherish the words. I want to quote this to you, but Psalm 19 verses 10 and 11 says this. That, that, that the, basically the words of God are more to be desired than gold, more than fine gold. And the Bible says they're sweeter than honey on the honeycomb. This is Psalm 19 verses 10 and 11. Can you imagine that? That we were at, oh man, people do crazy things for money. Who wants to be a millionaire? You know, that one show that drops the ball from the top and it bounces. Have you guys seen that one where it bounces yeah. through? And people do, all, yeah, the wall. It just, yeah, I just saw a commercial for it last night. Um, people go, you know, people do crazy things. I just saw a commercial for the lottery and they're like, you know, they have this person like, you know, dreaming big or whatever. And it's like. The jackpot is now 150 million. You know, and in my heart, I'm not gonna lie. I'm be like, oh, maybe I need to drop a couple, <laughs> a couple Jacksons in that thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> People do crazy things for money, and the, the Bible actually tells us. And David, in other words, David found something about this this word. David David discovered something about this very word. He said, actually, guys, let me let me let you know that this word that God talks. In like when he's talking and it was written down, like this thing right here is actually more desirable than gold. Come on. You know gold sets the standard for all the other things. Wow. You know that, right? Like that's how we like set standards and stuff. And he said, uh, the very words that come from God, not only do they give life, 
but they're actually more valuable than all the money in the world. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Woo! And so we cherish this. I, and we cherish it because it's sweet. We cherish it because it's life-giving. We cherish it because it gives us direction. We cherish it because it releases encounter. Like what Jeremy says, meditation brings revelation, and revelation leads to manifestation. And man, you, you meditate on the encounters in here. I, I, you know, I remember one time before a trip to Africa, I had like three or four pages of healing scriptures. I literally read over and over and over and over and over every day. Every almost I, I, maybe I missed two days or something, but like for months I read healing scriptures over and over. And what I, what was I doing? I was meditating. On it, AKA I was cherishing it. AKA I was treasuring it. And and I was regarding it as precious. That's that's what treasure means, by the way. It means to regard something as precious. And I was doing that, and man, I'm telling you, we saw so many crazy miracles. That was the time when I saw this cripple lady just get up and start dancing. And I'm telling you, with like, it was so easy, I wasn't even sure it was real. Like, that's how easy it was. Like, it, she hobbled, she scooted herself up, she was sitting like crisscross applesauce, scooted herself up to the front, like, and then we prayed, we held her hand, we prayed for her, and then said, all right, um, try something you couldn't do before. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, try something you couldn't do before. And she like hobbled up and she's like, ah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, praise the Lord. I'm like, that was too easy. Like, what? Why is that? Why is that so easy? Like, why did I think it was way harder and it was really easy? Like, I don't get it, you know? But there is so much truth of God about healing and living. Like, I'm telling you, living inside of my heart because I meditated on that for months. That it just flowed. It was natural. It was the word of God. And we saw, I mean, we saw other things. And that was the, the same crusade where I think they saw a baby who was born crippled and then ended up walking because they prayed for him and at one of the crusades. And it was wild, man. But, man, we meditate on the word. And, and, and so we cherish this word. It's life-giving. And, it, yes, it's a sword. But I'm telling you, it's, it's more desirable than gold. When, man, when Jesus tells you, you don't have to be perfect, like, thank you, God. Amen. Like, when, when Jesus talks to you, and, and, you know, you guys heard my testimony, but I was literally just reading the Bible one day after church, and I found out that the punishment that brought me peace was placed upon Jesus at the cross. And God opened my eyes. Like, nobody, nobody did it. God did like, it wasn't a human who did that. I literally just read the Bible because I, I was simple enough to believe that if I, because someone told me if I read the Bible, I could hear God talk to me. Wow. And I, because, and you guys heard me say this, I didn't know anything about anything. I just believed him and I just did it like a little child. And it's like, we, we got to grow up to become kids again. You know what I mean? I just like, I just believed him. I just believed him. And God, I'm telling you, God literally talked to me. And it was just because I read the word. And this is how you know God talks to you because it carries life with it. Yes. It's not just words. It's like, oh my gosh, something turned on inside of me. Yes. Like, so, you, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus said it like this in John, I think it's 6, 63. He said, the words, he said, the flesh profits nothing, but the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. In other words, they carry a, a, a realm with them. They carry glory on them. They carry the very presence of God on them. There's a weight on them. And you know this. You know this. I might have talked about this last time I was here, but you know this. When, when, they're, when someone's doing worship 
And, and all of a sudden, the whole room changes. Uh, and you didn't even know what happened, but like that one line that they were singing, all of a sudden, the room just starts blowing yeah. up. Because yes. God's breathing on you. It didn't mean the other stuff didn't mean anything. It just meant that God was really highlighting something. You, you know what I'm talking about. I and mean, it usually happens, I mean, not every single time, but like, you know, say we're singing What a Beautiful Name. And that part where we're like, you have no rival. You, I mean, the whole place blows up because yes. God's breathing on it. And everyone's like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> right? They're like, oh. And then you say, what a powerful name. And it's just like hands lifted everywhere. You don't even know why you're lifting your hands. Like people not even saved are lifting their hands. You know what I mean? The dogs have got up on two. You know what I mean? They don't even know what's going on. Because God, all creation is responding. Elby would do it. He knows how to praise. He knows how to praise. That's the power of the Word of God. That's how you know it's God speaking to you. It comes with an atmosphere. And if it's coming with an atmosphere that pushes you down, then obviously it's probably not God. That's good. Because Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So if you feel that you have to strive more to be better for God after someone gives you a word, probably should just flush the word. And if you're reading the Bible and, and, and you feel like, oh, I have to do more to, put, to, like, to, to get God's you know, like, smile on me or something, you might want to reinterpret that. And always reinterpret it through the lens of Jesus. So that's how you read the Old Testament without getting all stuck and cutting animals in half and, you know, <laughs> doing weird things. You go like, oh, we don't have to do those sacrifices because Jesus was the once for all sacrifice. Amen. Where did I get that from? The Bible. <laughs> right? The, the, the Old Testament is interpreted by the New. It's the same book. It's just the New Testament is a little easier to read. And what I mean by it's the same book is that it's the same book. The Old Testament and the New Testament is the same book. You just It's harder to see it. When you read the Old Testament. Why do I say that? Because Paul the Apostle wrote a lot of it. He knew that whole thing inside and out. Memorized it. It was like he had an entire warehouse that God had given to him. But there was no electricity. When he got saved the lights turned on. And he found out what was in the building. And he wrote about it. And that's how we have the New Testament. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) That might be a crazy deep moment right there. but (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) He knew this thing out. He, yeah. This is why. The Bible says every time they read Moses, the veil still remains over their hearts. Yeah. Their minds are blinded. They can't see it. You, they can read the Old Testament. The only way you can fully understand the Old Testament and the way that God wants you to understand it is when God turns the lights on and Jesus comes inside of you. And the Bible said, I'm, telling, I'm just preaching the Bible tonight. This yeah. is 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. The same God who said, let there be light, let his light shine in our hearts. So that we could see the, the, the light of the gospel, the glory of God in the face of Jesus. That's a lot of words, but what I'm saying is when God turns the lights on, things start making sense. Yes. And it happens through Jesus. Jesus is the key to unlock the whole entire thing. When you receive Jesus, this thing starts making sense. It may not make sense right away, but as a kid, you can grow up and get a, be a better kid. And, and you, know, you start understanding more things. I'm on my fourth time reading through, and I'm learning things. And I'm telling you, I'm actually... Where am I? I'm in First Kings, and I'm actually having the best time reading in these in these chapters. I've got, you know, I got through some of the tough chapters, Leviticus, and some of the building, and I actually found a little more pleasure in them than I did uh, five years ago when I was reading them. Why? Because I have greater understanding. I, I know God better now, so I, now I know what He's talking about. You with me on this? Like, I, and then and it just put. I mean, here, here's a crazy nugget. Like, can you imagine this? Like, how many, how much sacrifices do you think were made 
uh, animal-wise, and blood was shed from, from the time of Exodus all the way up until the time Jesus died on the cross. That's a lot of animals getting shed. You know what I mean? Like getting, getting cut. You know what I'm talking about? That's a lot of blood getting shed. That's a lot of dead animals. Like even when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back, David said they took six steps, killed some animals, took six, every six steps, and killed some, you know. It's wild. A lot of animals got killed, you know what I mean, in the making of this book. <laughs> That's also in the Bible, too. <laughs> what, what's the point? Here's the, here's the crazy revelation. Here's the point. Thousand, I'm telling probably millions upon billions of sacrifices were made and none of them were able to get you right with God. Dang. That's telling you the worth and the value of Jesus' blood Come right there. On. Centuries and centuries of years of sacrifices and thousands upon thousands upon millions upon millions of animals were sacrificed and not, not one time were they fully cleansed of their sin. Jesus does it one time. And it trumped the whole, the whole old covenant, like sacrificial system. That's why he said it's the once for all sacrifice. Oh, that's good. Let's take a drink of that. Once for all. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Once for all. Yeah, you know you can stop sacrificing too to try to get your sins forgiven. I know. I'll say most of us. I don't know. I'm sure none of us in the room has killed an animal to try to get our sins forgiven. But we have done some things to ourselves. And we have put some unnecessary weights on our lives. We have put some unnecessary stress on our lives. Trying to get right with God. Oh, just let the once for all sacrifice of Jesus just settle in your heart. There's nothing you can do but trust in Him. Oh, thank you, God. Woo! That's really good. I'm going to say two more things, and then we're going to have a group time. You ready? Yeah. Let's see how long it takes me to say two things. <laughs> I just want to, I, I, I have a couple of things. I just want to get out, okay? Uh, so we cherish the Word, uh, and the Word actually begins to be a compass in your heart. This is, this is the thing. When the Word, like Proverbs said that if you keep them in the, like he said, cherish the words, hear what I'm saying. And he said, keep them in the midst of your heart. When they're living in your heart, you have an internal compass. Like sometimes, like if we get overly religious, we have to like pray about everything that we do. Um, but the reality is you actually have an internal compass living inside of you. So if this thing is living in you, that Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If this thing's dwelling in you richly, not poorly, but richly, hallelujah, then you actually have a compass. Now, that means that I know, I, I know like when I'm heading in a certain direction, whether physically or in my mind or in my heart or whatever it is, media-wise, etc., that I know I, I, I have an internal compass that's telling me, whoa, you don't want to go there. Or maybe, hey, that's a good thing. It's just what I said with Abraham. Abraham had the word of the Lord. And I, I guarantee he had moments where he was like, oh, where are we going? And I've looked at the map. And here's the crazy thing. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just use the wall as an example. If you look at the journeys, he, the Bible said he came from a city called Ur of the Chaldeans. So let's say Ur is right here. And the Bible also tells us that Canaan was like the land of promise. Canaan's over here. So here's Ur. Everyone say Ur. Ur. And here's Canaan. This is a promised land. Do you want to know what direction he took? Because it would have been nice if he went from here to here. You know what I'm saying? I would have been like, hallelujah. But guess what he did? 
Whoa! That's how I did it. Like the big horseshoe. You can look at Bible maps and scholars that did all this. All the smart people did it for us. Bam! And if I was Abraham, I'd be like, thanks, Lord. <laughs> would have been a lot short of a straight cut, you know? <laughs> the freeway would have been better than the side roads, Lord. And maybe, maybe, this is, this is speculation, this isn't Bible, but maybe he was, he, he, he just, he was trying to follow the Lord and maybe sometimes he missed it. Maybe sometimes he's like, oh, oh, the beep, 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 oh, it's that one, beep, 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 beep. you know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm just saying, the more you grow in a relationship with the Lord, the more there'll be a compass living inside of your heart. And you know what to do and what not to do. It's not just about what not to do, but it's about what to do as well. And God just pulls me. I'm telling you, there's certain things. Sometimes, and this, okay, this sounds really crazy, and this is really a real practical thing. Sometimes, if I'm in the grocery store and I don't know where to get what I'm looking for, I close my eyes, and I just, like, turn the little Holy Ghost sensor on, and, like, I'll, I'll feel, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel something over here. And I'll just, like, all right, we're going over there. You know? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's fun! Okay. It's what? It's fun. real fun. It's real fun. But I do that not only just because it's fun. It's, it's more fun to have God tell you where stuff is yeah. instead of like trying to ask like 17 people and they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Like going to Fry's. Like, yes, I swear. Like, I, no offense if you ever worked at Fry's or whatever, but I tell you, I feel like the people at Fry's don't know anything about the equipment that they're selling. And I'm like, might as well Google it and read like six web pages before I ask this fool right here. Oh, forgive me, Jesus. Anyway. So just ask the Lord, do they have this product here or not? Like, no. oh my god I'm out of here you know what I mean what? anyway alright we got off track we got off track compass last thing is this I, maybe we'll have time for groups I'm sorry I, I knew this was going to happen sometimes I try not to prepare so that way I don't do this but it just happens you want to see these notes right here yeah probably 80% of what I said was not on this that's just the way it is nowadays Talk about a new season. Yeah, oh, there's some scratched up stuff. I, don't, I didn't really want to say it, so I scratched it out. Now, again, that's not a license to not be prepared or whatever. But God's taken me in this season where sometimes I'm not really allowed to prepare. And I have to trust that when I open my mouth, he's going to say something good. So that's, that's where I'm at in my life. But I do have one last thing, okay? That was the, the compass thing was the one, and here's number two. Uh, Proverbs 4, start 420, starts out and says, my son. And by the context, we know that it's a dad speaking. And I'm telling you, there's something about the words of a father. Yeah. And, the, and he says this, he says, your words are life and health to your entire flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, that's amazing to think of in, in the context of the word of God in a general broad uh, way. To say God's word. This word, like the Bible actually has uh, healing properties to it. Amen. Mm. And it's, well, it's just spiritual. Well, it's pretty clear. He said life and health to your flesh. Mm. You know what your flesh is? That hunk and hunk and hunk. Hunk and hunk. The hunk and thing that you look at in the mirror in the morning. All right. Whoa. Why, why is that important? Because, I don't know why hunk and dunk, hunk and dunk isn't important. 
<laughs> but the Bible said the word of God is actually life and health to your flesh. But then it goes deeper into another layer because we know in the context, he's a, he's a father speaking to a son or to a daughter, you know. And it's the words of a father. This is what I'm bringing to you. That there are words that only fathers can bring that release life yeah, and health God. to you. That's so good. good. I'm telling you, when, when, when earthly fathers speak uh, affir- affirmation and speak words of encouragement and speak words of destiny over your life, even words of correction, there's life and there's actually yeah. physical health that comes with them. Yeah. Wow. I'm, and I don't even understand how this works. One way, if I, if I was thinking it through, I would be like, man, this is the deal. On my own, by myself, I'm, I'll be a stress case. I'll be trying to figure everything out on my own, trying to make everything happen in my own strength. And one word from a dad in my life, just saying, yeah, you're doing true. okay. And, and like, they yeah. didn't even tell me how to fix the problem. Right. They just <laughs> left it. All of a sudden, stress just leaves my body. Yeah. Because I had, a, I had a realization that I have a dad who's for me. Yes. And did you know, like, over 50% of diseases are stress-induced diseases? Yes. Yes. That's crazy, right? It's true, man. So that's one way that I believe that the words of a father can actually bring life and health. Health to your flesh. To that hunk of dunk thing. And if that's what can happen with earthly fathers, because I've experienced this with, with a few earthly fathers in my life, like my dad, Pastor Daniel, uh, Dan O'Dash. Different dads in my life, they said things to me where I'm like, if it's on the other line of a phone, I'll let the tears flow. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes it's in person. I'm like, amen. You know, I probably should just let it all rip. You know, but sometimes it's just like little puddles just come up right here. You know, and I'm like, amen. Thank you. You know, like, but it's it's not even 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 Craig Muster. He gave me this word the other day, and he's a pastor at the Awakening Church in Vista. It was, it was so amazing, man. And literally all he told me was like, if I summarize the word, all he said was, you have enough oil in you uh, that you, you can just do what you got to do and not worry that you don't have enough to give. Wow. Good. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> can you imagine like what kind of relief that brings? Yes. But it was a word of a father. He didn't come to me as a brother in that moment. He came to me as a dad. He's not even my official pastor, but he came to me as a dad. You know what I mean? He's my friend, and I'll still say bro, you know, to him. But in that moment, I'm like, yes, dad, you know what I mean? Because there's sometimes, you you just, you know what I'm talking about. When dads are in dad mode and they talk to you, it's different than when they're in friend mode. And and, and I'm telling you, this this is Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. We need dads to talk to us. And how much more, if that's how it works with earthly fathers, and how much more with heavenly fathers? How much more, well, there's only one heavenly father, so I shouldn't say fathers. I mean, like, earthly fathers and then heavenly fathers. There's just a flurry of them. Pick one. No, there's only one. There's only one. One God, one father of us all. All right, praise the Lord. Just establish that. What kind of doctrine do they preach? There's only one dad in heaven. The Father of us all, Ephesians 3 said that we derive our name from Him. Mm. Our identity comes from Him. That means we need Dad to say some stuff. And I love it when Dad talks. And sometimes it's going to be affirmation. Sometimes it's going to be direction. Sometimes it'll be correction. I like those too. Those are really good. 
Because sometimes we get so far in mushy, gushy, you know, tickle me Elmo or something. I don't know. Like, in other words, it's like we forgot that part of the Father's love is discipline and correction. If, if Dad doesn't correct you, then it, doesn't, it means He doesn't love you. That's the Bible. That's Hebrews 12, by the way. But why does, why does Dad do correction? Because He loves you. Yeah, but the way God does it is so much better than anyone I've ever experienced. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I've seen, you know, there's been some rebukes that have been just really hard. <laughs> and then other rebukes, I'm like, I don't even know I got rebuked. It's like, I, you know, I've heard like, uh, I think Chris Belton used this, ex- this example like with Danny Silk. be like, Danny will talk to you, ask you a few questions, and you didn't even know you got rebuked until on the way home you feel like you're bleeding out the side, you know? <laughs> like, you didn't realize, you're like, what just happened to me? You know, like, in other words, he's... <laughs> That's, pretty, that's Chris Valentin for you, but here's the deal. He's basically saying that Danny Silk is so skilled in, in letting people be, be corrected, it, he'll give him a gray sandwich, something good, here's a couple things to work on, and here's something good. You're like, oh, praise the Lord, that was awesome. That middle part, not so much, but the other stuff was so good when you told me how cool I was. And, and then you walk home realizing that you got rebuked, and you didn't realize you got rebuked because it was so awesome the whole time. <laughs> Woo! And that's how Dad is. God corrects us and does all this stuff. But it's because He loves us. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's life and health to your flesh. Your physical body actually responds when God talks to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I knew I was going to preach my time away, but whatever. I have questions. I even printed them out for you. Here's your homework. Because <laughs> I know you all wanted more homework. Yeah. 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 Daniel's going to get the first one. You can take one and pass it here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray and then... Listen, you know, you know what I love about discussion times? Is that you actually get to process what God's telling you right now with somebody else. And you find out that you actually got more than what you really thought because you took an immediate few minutes to just say something. And we're like, oh, you know, that part. Uh, I don't know about the hunk of chunk part, but like, uh, I think I made up another one after that. It was Duncan. I'm sorry. No, it's a ch- <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I, I've been watching This Is Us lately. Have you guys ever seen that TV show, This Is Us? Nope. Lord Jesus. It's a good cry, my friends. It's a good cry. It's a real good cry. Um, thank you, Lord. So, okay, this again. If you want a real practical application, like read the Bible. But I hope I hope like that's not that's not like the only thing you get out of what I just said. I don't even know what I just said. You know, I mean, some of it's on that paper. The rest of it, you have to get the recording or whatever, dude. I don't know. But here's the deal, man. I'm telling you, like, all this. I'm telling you, all of this. What I'm saying came from me hanging out with God with this, and sometimes of worship. That's all. That's everything I'm telling you. Yeah. And probably some podcasts too. But it like, like really, like this is the deal right here, man. Yeah. This this thing. And sometimes, sometimes I'm not sure what's ha- what you know what he's saying. And, but I just know that when he talks, life comes inside of me, and so I need him to talk. That's good. Yeah. And if I can't hear God, I'll read him. Mm, that's good. It's. I was just thinking about this when I was praying beforehand. I was like, man, God. I, like, I was just thinking about how precious God's words are. Yeah. Like, I need Him to talk to me. 
I need him so bad to talk to me. Like I, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, that'd just go crazy if he didn't talk to me. Yeah. Wow. Aren't you glad God's not like an insecure boyfriend? Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> But forever Jesus is the word and is always talking. That's what Psalm 19 says. His voice has gone out to all the world, to the ends of the earth. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Woo! Jesus, we just bless you tonight. And uh, Lord, I, I just, we just love you tonight. We just thank you for your words. You're not silent. But you're, I know that sounds weird to say, but you're talkative. Yeah. I heard Charlie Robinson say this, that once you get God talking, you should keep him talking. Wow. Like, ask him a question, and then keep asking him questions. God, I, I just thank you, God, that in this... Uh, and in this, in this group here, God, and even those listening, God, I, I pray that, that we truly have a relationship with you. Not just religion. Like I, I, I feel like you know, I've experienced religion, and it's no fun. It's like trying to get to the cross instead of living from it. Wow. Yeah. It's like I'm never going to make it. But God, experiencing Jesus and knowing your Bible and knowing how you think and what you feel and all this stuff and prayer and all these things that we've been talking about. God, I, I pray that each one of us would have an, um, an encounter and an impartation of a desire to know your voice, to know your word, to actually read and study the Bible. Like if the very words of God are available to us, then why not? Like, why would we go after something else? And so, God, I'm asking for the gift of meditation. I'm asking, Father, for people to have revelation. I pray you give us that, that spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I pray, God, that you would bring that manifestation where we would actually see what we've been meditating on. And I, I love all the podcasts. I love the teaching series. And I love sermons and commentaries. But I'm, there's nothing that compares to the weight that's on what you say. So God, I'm asking God that you would put a, uh, a heart that cherishes the word inside of each one of us tonight. And we just bless you, God. I just bless you. You speak to us. And the first thing you spoke to us was your love and your grace and the mercy that came through Jesus. And I just, if you're here tonight and, and you haven't accepted Jesus and you need to accept Him, then I just want to give you a moment to just say yes to Him or if you need to give your heart back to the Lord and surrender. The Bible says if you submit or surrender to God and resist the devil, then the devil's going to flee from you. He's going to run away. And some of us, it's almost like we've been getting chased down by darkness. But the Bible said if we surrender to God and resist that devil, he will flee.
So if that's you in this place and you, you want to accept Jesus or you need to give your heart back to him, just put your hand up right now. I'm just going to give about 30 seconds, but I want to, I want to give an opportunity. If that's you, just let me just see your hand so I can pray with you tonight. Thank you, Lord. I see you there. Anyone else just want to say, yeah, I need to fully give my heart. I see you there too, man. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else just want to say, yep, I need to, I need to really put my heart back into this. And it's not even about striving more. It's about surrendering. Thank you, Lord. Just 10 more seconds. Anyone else just want to say, yeah, I need to rededicate my heart to Jesus tonight. Gotcha. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. And just everyone all around the room, we just pray this together. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Forgive me. Forgive me. I give you my heart. I give you my heart. And I surrender. I surrender. Take it all. Take it all. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. Forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. I'm yours. I'm yours. Everyone, just just stand and just put your hand on your heart, and I just want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for the anointing and I thank you for the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. And God, I pray that as the teacher, we have a teacher, his name is Holy Spirit, that you would begin to teach us as we read the word. God, that we wouldn't just be reading words on a page, but we'd be reading a person. We'd be encountering the person of Jesus. We'd be encountering your presence. And Lord, I ask you to release your voice in an increasing way over each person here in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for times of studying. I thank you for times of meditation. I thank you for times of reflection. And God, I thank you for your mercy, God, that you would open our ears and give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying to us. And so, God, I thank you, even the words of the Father, God, that you would begin to speak to us as a father speaks and that you'd even use earthly fathers in our lives to speak the love and the affirmation you have for us. And so, Father, I thank you for the power of God coming. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we just welcome your presence in this place. Let the impartation come for the, for the hunger for the word in Jesus' name. For that hunger, for that hunger, God. Not to just be echoes of other people and other preachers and just yeah. copying what other, other people said because it sounded good. But God, that we'd say it from a deep place in our hearts because we know it because you said it to us. God, we're asking God for fresh manna from heaven. I'm asking, Lord God, for a generation led by the Spirit, but rooted in the Word. God, fresh, fresh manna. People who live off your Word. That even if we were to fast 40 days, that we would have a Word that we would live off of, God. That it would sustain our being and sustain us. You sustain all things by your powerful Word. And I thank you for it, God, in this place. The Word of God sustaining all things. In Christ, in the Word, all things are held together. Everything consists. You are the preeminence. And even Psalm 138 said that you've exalted your word above your name even. Jesus, I thank you, God, your word. Jesus, the word, high and lifted up, high and exalted. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, the high and lifted up one. Oh, God, we love you. We thank you. 
You're the creator and in Him all things exist and everything has its being. Oh, Jesus. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Wow. Oh, sweet, sweet. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Just, just 30 more seconds. Just, just press in for a little bit for here. God, I thank you over every single heart. God's just moving around the room, and I just, it's hard to stop it, you know? Whoa. God, I thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the flow of your spirit. And you, you move, God. You move. Jesus. 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 We love you. We bless you, God. Oh, we love you. 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 Oh, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you. We love you. Oh, we love you. We love you. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. The people in Samaria heard the Samaritan woman tell her testimony, and they got touched. But the Bible said when they heard his words from his mouth, they all got saved. A whole city got turned upside down and said, now we know you're really the Savior of the world, because we heard your words from your mouth. Oh, God, thank you for it, Lord. Thanks for the anointing. Thanks for the presence of God. Whoa. Jesus. Jesus. Word of God, speak. Would you pour out like rain? Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. I don't know the rest of the song. In your holiness, word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain? Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. I, I just feel like um, just right here, this, this girl next to you, Lauren. Um, Courtney, yes. I, I just, this is what I feel. Uh, I'm going to tell it in a story real quick. Um, and then I think I'm done, dude. I don't know, man. I, I, try, I try to be done sometimes, and it's really hard. Um, I was at a youth camp one time, and we were singing How He Loves Us. You know, and then um, I don't know why I was led to this 
kid, and I just, I just came up to him and I said, I said, hey man, this, uh, this sometimes we get disappointed, and uh, almost like things don't go our way, but I want you to know that God loves you, anyway. And then we walked away, and and then uh, he comes up to me the next day and he says, hey man, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah. He said, why did you, why, why me? Why do you, why you, why you want to talk to me? And I said, well, I just felt God was highlighting you, and I want to encourage you that he loves you. And he says, after you left, I broke down, and I was bawling. I was bawling. And he said, I remember one time I was in a youth, uh, like a, he was in another youth camp in a cabin with all the, his youth leader and then a bunch of other students. And he said that he was in this um, thing, and then the youth leader said, hey, let's all tell of this time when God talked to us or had an encounter with God. Everyone told a story except for him. And he felt so left out and disappointed because it didn't work out. Uh, and, he, and he carried that disappointment up into that very moment because some random dude came up to him and said, hey, uh, I want you to know that God wants, you know, sometimes we get disappointed, but God loves you. And it changed his entire life. The kid's now in college and this whole thing. And that, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like that's, uh, there's a similar situation that might, may have happened in your life. But I feel like the Lord is coming to you tonight saying that he didn't pass you by. And it's almost like, it's like, uh, when is it my turn? But the Lord's saying, tonight, it's your turn tonight. Like God's love is all over you. I could feel it even when I was speaking tonight. That God is actually all over you tonight. And, and even I, I could see his love just beginning to pour down on, from the top of your head all the way down. And it's your night. He's saying that you're, you're my girl. You're my daughter. My eye is on you. It's like, it's like the, there's an old hand that said his eye is on the sparrow and I know he's watching me. And, and, and I feel like God just wants to highlight you tonight to let you know uh, that there's, there is actually, uh, this is another verse, but it says the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn shining ever brighter to the full light of day. And that, what does that mean in really easy language? It means that, that, that the path behind you is done and it's dark and it's just over with. Mm-hmm. But the path ahead of you is like a, is like a sunrise. And it just keeps getting brighter and brighter until it sits right there at noonday and the whole world's lit up. And that's the path that you're on. And it's the smile of God that's on your life tonight. Because there's some decisions that you made to say no to some things. And it's almost like you had a course correction. But the Lord put you on a good path. And you're in a good place with a lot of good people. But the Lord course corrected you. And and you said yes. And it was even a little bit of a... But you said yes because you knew it. It was what I was saying with Abraham. He just, you just, he's pulling you somewhere, and you said yes, and God's with you tonight, and He's affirming you, and He's loving you, saying, "Hey, thank you for saying yes." But it's even, it's not even just about what you just did then. It's about you said yes then, but it's the yes that's that like the trajectory of your life now is in a whole other way, and it's that first gleam of dawn is shining ever brighter. You have a way amazing future ahead of you. I'm telling you destinies, dreams, all the different things. doesn't mean there's not going to be rough patches because that's just life. But I'm saying there is, there, is a, there is a gleaming light that you're walking into. It's a new horizon. It's a whole new thing. Is that making sense to you? Yeah, my, let's just, I want to pray for you. So God, we just bless her. We thank you, God, that you today, you're highlighting her. She's, she, she's your beloved. Today marks a day. When God stands you out in front of everyone and said, this is my girl. Yeah, he's proud of you. He's beaming over you. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. This is the thing, man. I'm telling you, nothing beats the pride that's in a father's eyes. And that's the beaming pride of daddy coming on you. 
Wow, that's really good. Thank it's really, really good. God, thank you that the beaming pride of God takes every bit of shame and all the past away. And the beaming pride of God gives a brand new start. So we bless you in this brand new start. We bless you in this journey. We bless you for, for just uh, the steps and the path. God, that yes, the steps that one, you know, one after the other in these moments, but also, God, I thank you for the future, the, the lamp to her feet and the light for her path. God, we thank you. It's not just the right now, but God, I thank you that trajectory. It's like one, one little inch can shift your entire destiny. And so, God, I thank you for that as she uh, takes these steps towards, towards your plan. God, I thank you that it's not like one day you'll get to him, but it's like he's walking behind you and with you. And so I, even, I feel like I see the Lord just behind you. Yeah, that's really good. And it's like, um, it's just like when uh, they escaped from Egypt, Israel escaped from Egypt, and the Bible said that God became like a cloud between Israel and the enemies of Egypt that were chasing after them. That's why he was behind them. And I just get a sense that that might be why God's standing behind you. You don't have to worry about the stuff from behind you ruining the things that are ahead of you. Wow, that's a really good word. So we bless you. Thank you. And we thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Can you guys just bless God tonight? I think I'm done. Yeah. Awesome. Amen. Guys, can we give it up for Pastor Andrew? Probably more than any other speaker or preacher I've ever seen, the word of God just comes out of him. You know, like because he has faith. The reason he can have a little, you know, one page of crossed out notes and none of those verses were on it is because he has spent years just in the word of God. And now it just flows, 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 flows out of him, you know. And so I saw I see him up there uh preaching this, and it, it doesn't make me be like, oh, see, I don't have to prepare for medicine. No, because it's like He's been preparing this for decades. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I see it and I'd be like, man, I need to know the word <laughs> yes. more. Like, I need yeah. to know. I'm confident yeah. he could give, be given a mic in a stadium in a moment yeah. and have, like, like books oh. coming out of him. You know what I mean? Because he has just, like, he has been in the word of God for years. So I pray that tonight that it just was imparted to you this love, mm-hmm. this desire, this treasure of the word of God and an excitement to get it inside of you, you know, because he carries that more than like any other preacher I've ever seen, you know. And so, yeah, so just be guys blessed tonight. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So God, thank you for Andrew. I thank, thank you, you for the nations you're taking them. I thank yes. you, Lord. And I just believe yeah. that's a word. Like he's going to, mm-hmm. there's going to be a moment where you're with like someone and they trust you and they're in the stadium. So they just hand you a mic and they're like, go for it. And they're just like, you will be ready. Like there is yeah. enough oil inside of you and you will yeah. be ready. You already are like you already are. It's not like you will thank be you. like you are ready. And so I Thanks. thank you for him. I thank you for the blessing he brought to, to this family tonight. God, I thank you for this man who's dedicated his life to the word of God. And we just say we receive it. We are excited uh, for it, God. And we're, we're like, we're ready. We're ready to go after you. Thank you. We love you, Lord. And in your name. Amen. Amen. So guys, take that. Take the little questions. Go home. And uh, I'll encourage you, sit there right before going to bed and read this and be like, God, like I want to go through these questions. Get this inside of me, okay? But we love you guys. Uh, Feel free to come up if you need prayer, need to talk or anything. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.